I think we are good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are live uh, on today's podcast. I don't even know where to look. There's so many cameras, but on today's podcast, it's going to be a little bit of everything, but I think we're going to focus on Jeremy and microdosing. So hopefully we don't get canceled or we don't get ba shadow banned because it is a touchy subject. Um, and I, I got my guy over here, man. We, we connected through TikTok. That's how I discovered my man. He's always about bringing awareness, trying to help the world. And he specializes on the microdosing side of things because it opens your mind to a lot. And he's going to explain that. Um, but Jeremy, man, kind of give yourself an introduction and, and take it from there, man. Dog, I'm, I'm just happy and grateful that we're doing this. Yeah, yes. same. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. This is why yeah. I love this platform, VCon, bro. VCon yes. 2022. We just finished the first super conference. We all got in with our NFTs. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, um, it it's dope. crazy, bro. Like, because we, we really wasn't planning. Like, I didn't even know you were coming to VCon. There was a lot of creators that were there. And I'm like, wow, like, this is insane. Yeah. Um, how's it been for you so far, bro? I mean, VCon? Yes. VCon was, VCon was amazing. Definitely a little sleep deprived. Yeah. But I'm grateful for the new connections and just continuing to immerse in that Web3 space. I think there's so much possibility and opportunity. So I'm just excited to really see how I can use those new technologies to accelerate the impact I create in the world, um, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, like you mentioned, um, microdosing. We're talking about specifically psilocybin. So these mm -hmm. are yeah. magic mushrooms, the chemical compound mm -hmm. that's in magic mushrooms. But you can really microdose with any substance. You can microdose mm -hmm. chocolate. Yeah. You can microdose Doritos. Hopefully yeah. you don't do that. But if you do, microdosing is probably better than macrodosing. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, Facts. yeah. Um, uh, you said you, 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 know, you, you need some sleep. You've been grinding, I'm assuming. Like you've been on one, connecting everywhere. Um, uh, we feel the same way, this whole experience, because this is our first time traveling with the whole equipment. We talked about it, and it kind of feels crazy, huh? If yeah. you think about it. How, how, well, yeah, and in that scenario, how has microdosing helped you in this, you know, grinding, meeting, talking? Yeah. Just like some natural natural energy, right? Because that's what psilocybin is. Yeah, well, let's take a step back, because there's probably a lot of people right now who have no idea what microdosing is, what psilocybin is. So I think it's very important to create some sort of foundational framework. Okay. And we live in a country, the United States, uh, where we've been programmed to think that drugs are things like mushrooms and weed, right? Things that have mostly been illegal sure. through the test of time. Mm -hmm. But when you actually take a step back and think about it, those things both come from nature. They're literally plants that have been used, fungi that have been used for thousands of years, if not hundreds of thousands of years, right? And then the things that we classify as medicines are different pills, different potions, Adderall, antidepressants. Man-made. Exactly. These are chemically laced pills that actually do nothing to help people discover the root cause of their illness. But unfortunately, similar to Web3, right? The reason why Web3 is gaining so much momentum is because it's challenging the way that we used to do things. Okay. You know, the banks, the financial system, these white men in suits controlling everything. Mm -hmm. 
And now all of a sudden with blockchain technology, there's so much more possibility and opportunity to create financial freedom. And I see it the same way when microdosing and psychedelics, specifically mushrooms, is now we're creating the opportunity to be more free mentally, physically, emotionally, and no longer be a slave to this old system that no longer serves us. Yeah, so, I, like, question. Um, so, like, I've used psychedelics before. And, like, I've, uh, to your point, like, I think uh, it's, it's more discovery. It, it helps with more, like, discovery of what, you know, you think. Sometimes it'll be, like, questions of why do you do things. Do you do things for the right reason? Well, why do you, And I feel like that's what it did in my position. But, like, microdosing, does it replace, like, can it actually replace somebody on Adderall? Like, if I had a friend on Adderall and I... Like, and, and some, some people are that I know really close that they take Adderall all the time. And I'm like, dude, that's so bad for you long-term. Mm-hmm. Like, could I, could it, could it help those folks or is it geared more towards discovery? Yeah. Great question. So it's crazy. Cause I've actually posted this clip multiple times on, on social media, one of my students, and maybe we can actually B roll this in to your show. One of my guys, Marcos, 24 years old. He was in my first mastermind back in January, 2022 was literally snorting lines of Adderall every single day, suicidal. And I have, he he shares this story in this video. And within six weeks of tapping into microdosing, in addition to all of the other things we teach, right? Because something that's very important to notice and know is like, even just in the health space, we're always wondering like, what's the one supplement I can take to get shredded? Mm-hmm. Right or the like one, one all fix all. Like. Uh huh. Everyone's the looking quick pill. For, the quick. It's always the quick. Yeah. Everyone's looking for the magic pill. Yeah. And the truth is, whether it's business, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's relationships, health, health, there's no fucking magic pill. You need to be committed. You need to be consistent. Right. And microdosing is not a magic pill. So if you eat like shit, if you sleep like shit, if you don't move your body, mm-hmm. if you fucking hate yourself, important. That's just not going to fix everything, right? But it's a valuable tool that we can implement in combination with the other healthy practices. Mm-hmm. Now, so, so in that case, and in many other cases with my students, they come in, they're on Adderall for years, antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Not just they're on it, they've been on the highest dose, right? They're sometimes on three, four different pills. Yeah, within not. six weeks, bro, within six weeks, They've completely safely weaned off of these things wow. and introduced all of these healthy practices and principles, wow. which is really powerful. Oh. I have a co-host, not a co-host, I'm sorry, co-worker that, is, that suffers from anxiety and depression and has to take antidepressants. I've always thought about like maybe telling him like, hey, try some shrooms, but I don't have much knowledge on it because I've heard that is one of the cures and maybe could be the potential reason why the government still is not like regulating it and making it legal is like because maybe big pharma makes them more money than something i don't know it's a lot of things that could be possible but 100 percent, bro you know those same companies that prescribe adderall are publicly traded companies yeah and if politicians have access to open markets which is finally a convo now that i don't think they should because they're politicians that's what you take the badge for but yeah i i I think that it's totally but I've been wanting to tell them that, like, get off of those pills because you depend on it too much and try this. This probably will open your world to a lot of stuff. So what would you recommend if, you know, you had the opportunity to coach one on one, you yeah, know, yeah. this coworker? Because I, I like to help people and he's a good person and I would love to, you know, 
So that was why I asked the question. I was like, because yeah, I know sure. tons. Adderall's been prescribed as ki- to kids all yeah. the time, all over so America. This is what's crazy. This is what's crazy. And we and make sure this conversation is gonna. There's a lot of many many different paths we can go. So I'm gonna do my best to like stay grounded. But this is what's crazy. And and I recently had a video on TikTok like two weeks ago that went super viral, like five and a half million views. And it was basically showing people, parents, the ingredients of these food and drinks that are commonly fed to our children, right? In this case, it was Pedialyte, mm-hmm. right? This is the most I think widely- we all use it. Wow, yeah, we all do. I even, even myself. Even adults, right? Myself. For hangovers and shit. Yeah, myself. And if you look at the ingredients, there's Red 40, which is an artificial food dye petroleum-based that's been found to cause neurological disorders on the brain. There's sucralose, which is an artificial sweetener that's 50 times sweeter and more addictive than sugar, right? And, and we know that Red 40 has been directly linked to things like ADHD. So this vicious cycle starts very young. Mm-hmm. And then you see seven, eight, nine-year-olds wow. being prescribed ADHD meds, Adderall, Vyvanse, Ritalin. So the prescriptions for those in just the last 10 years have gone up 5x. 250 million people are prescribed those type of stimulants. And essentially, it's legalized cocaine. And if you look at the brain scans from people who regularly use Mm -hmm. cocaine Mm -hmm. and Adderall, they're literally lighting up the same exact parts. The frontal lobe of the brain where your dopamine centers live which is why when you take these drugs, you feel this burst of focus, motivation to get shit done, mm. but it wears off, right? right? And then guess what? You're craving more. Yeah. You can't function mm-hmm. without it. The crash is huge too. You I can't function it. without it. Because I, I used, I, I would try it. The first time I tried Adderall, to me it was like this big, like, wow, I feel invincible. I can do five backflips right now. I'm getting so much shit done. And then I felt the crash after. And now and I think, and I'm like, do I really want to depend on this to get shit done? Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm capable of doing it. And that's when I realized, like, hey, I need to chill on it. And I'm not, like, I was even considering going to the doctor. Hey, give me some Adderall. Um, and I was like, no, I, I think I can do this. And then I did a little bit more research and how it can affect your brain long term. And I'm like, I'm glad you it. did that research. Not, yeah. not, not worth it, you know. And it's, it's, it's a thing, you know. It's very popular, especially in, like, young students to study, get, like, you know, their tests done, to stay up all night and, like, party it's it's crazy um so you're let me answer the question you asked yes because i I never really fully answered it so going back to casey's question about like self-discovery he was Mm. asking can this help people so i mentioned how yes it can i've witnessed insane stories and breakthroughs uh with my students but like he was saying it's a great tool for tapping into self-awareness right we were just at Gary what, Vee's what do you conference? think it is about the 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 mushrooms? What, what do you think it's about that makes you do that? What is right. it about that? Do you, do you know? Yeah, do so you... there's two two powerful mechanisms that are happening at the same time. So the first thing, which leads to more self-awareness, more productivity, more creativity, is that we're increasing the amount of neural connections in the brain, right? So now we're firing and wiring new neurons. So that's why a lot of times you'll have these realizations like connecting the dots from something from deep 
in your past yeah. to something in the present moment, mm. it's like, oh shit. Some of my best content, almost all of my best content is either filmed or created when I'm microdosing. Because mm. I'm just thinking outside the box. Mm. As, as men especially, we tend to be very over-analytical. Mm-hmm. We're constantly overthinking shit, right? When we're at our best, we're in a flow state. We're not thinking, we're just doing, we're being, we're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that component. And then there's also the amygdala. So the amygdala is this small almond-shaped part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And what psilocybin does is it actually reduces blood flow to the amygdala. Mm. And the amygdala is where all fear and anxiety lives. Mm. So most people with anxiety and depression, they have overactive amygdalas. They're just constantly in a state of fear, especially now the last two years with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. right? You see that Mm -hmm. shit. So psilocybin actually starves fear from the brain by restricting blood flow to that area. Wow. All in the meantime, while creating those new neural connections. So it's pretty fucking fantastic. So it's not just a placebo effect. It's literally impacting our brain in such a profound, powerful way. And with that being said, no long-term detrimental effects, completely safe. And we can reference studies. I can send you guys studies that back that up as well. I mean, it basically then that's what it does is hyper intensify, like you said, those neurons. And if I think about even the the creative side of like the Limitless movie, they have the the part where he goes and he's in a subway and all of a sudden he remembers when he was six that he watched Bruce Lee movies and he fought some guys in the subway because the Bruce Lee movies came back to his head. And when you said connecting old memories with new experiences as you're doing that, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a creative mindset, right? That's, yeah. That's huge. Exactly that's what he said. That movie wow. is literally like microdosing. And I'm not even joking. Like, limitless. And if you think about Bradley Cooper in that movie, it wasn't so much that he had, like, these superpowers. It was more so that he, like, let go of the shit that normally holds us back. Mm. The overthinking, mm. the overhearing. Like, you're purely in that flow state. Like, we're on this podcast right now. You guys might be thinking like, hey, what should we talk about next? But like most likely you're just flowing with the conversation. Yeah, I'm wanting I'm it's not yeah, even curious. scripted. It's yeah. just we're conversating. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm learning I'm learning you and your journey. And it sounds like uh was there a point in your life where you didn't know what microdosing was and anything about everything you know now and and it like how did you find it? Did it help you? Did it save you? Um yeah. I'm curious about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question, man. So, tell, yeah, because uh, let's subtract a little bit and kind of tell your backstory because for people that I don't know, I didn't mention it. That was my uh, job as a host to kind of introduce you and say, hey, you got one million. You just hit one million on TikTok, which congrats on that. Thanks, That's bro. Uh, yeah. hard work. I see the content constantly go out. Like I said, you're just on one, right? So if somebody were to come to you and tell you like, hey, what do you do? Like, Jeremy, nice to meet you. What do you do? What do you tell them? Yeah, it's a great question. I really say that I help people escape the prison of their own minds. Mm. Yeah. That's big. Because, listen, there's a lot of podcast hosts. There's a lot of health coaches in the world. But really, you have to get clear with the impact that you're making on these people. Mm -hmm. Right? So for me, man, like... I started, I studied business and sports marketing in school. I thought I wanted to work in sports, own a team, be a sports agent, whatever. 
Um, sweet. That's yeah. Kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. facts. Yeah. And then when I was 24, actually, like six years ago in California, I uh, I got fired from my dream job, which was the Oakland A's. I was working with them. No shit. And then uh, my girl at the time was cheating on me. Oh, Ooh. so you found this out. It. You found, was down bad. Don't I found it, this out in like a 48 hour span, oh. and I was like, "Fuck it, bro!" Like none this- of my boys back home were doing shit, and I was like, "I'm gonna just get out of my comfort zone." I moved to Miami, and California to Miami. Yeah. Wow. And quickly. Like, within a year, I found myself, like, coaching youth sports. And then... Started, really? I started training. I started I started working. Uh, a lot of the parents of the kids I was coaching were asking for training. Because I was always, like... I've always what, been a pretty sport? fit guy. What sport? I was coaching uh, flag football, basketball. Damn. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I've always loved working with kids. And then, naturally, some of the parents were asking for training for them. I wasn't even certified at the time. I was like, oh, shit. Well, like... I said yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I need, I need some money, um, and I and I enjoy it, but like, I didn't technically have the certification. So I got that first certification, and then, bro, like after that, I just became addicted to tapping in to more and more potential for myself and to share that knowledge with other people. Yeah. Um, started working with a lot of high level pro athletes. Uh, what like, made you? choose Miami out of all the places. I know Miami is obviously a big city. It's beautiful, but from California right. to Miami, what made you so I had a, Was I had it a, always in your head? Like, it was in your plans? Was there an omen? Was there, was a there sign? something that told so, you to go? So I had a homie that lived in Boca, which is like an hour away. And actually, two months before that shit happened, when I got fired, um, I visited him, and it was during the World Cup 2014. Soccer World Cup. Uh, wow. And, bro, we spent a couple days in Miami and, like, the weather and just the energy. And I was like, yo, like, this is a dope vibration. Like, I fuck with it, you know? And and I just... and I, I fell in love with the city pretty That yeah, was, like, and, the last good thing you had before you went through that 48 hours of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so and like, I just... And I, and I just took a chance on myself, man. And you like, had your boy, and it was like, it was a good calling, maybe, and... You know what, like, it reminds me is similar to your story of, like, making that decision to, like, leave the, the homies... Just jump. And just yeah, jump. you just jump. Fucking amazing, bro. Yeah. That's that's amazing, Jeremy. Um, so, and that's a, that's a message, honestly, for anyone listening right now, it's so fucking easy to get stuck in your easy, simple, comfortable environment. Where you yeah. know everyone, where yeah. you have a comfortable job, where you have your group of friends, mm-hmm. like. But really, people need to ask themselves, man: Is this the position, the situation that's going to allow me to be the best version of myself? Like, am I growing here every day? Mm-hmm. And so often we don't. We get complacent and we get stagnant, and that really is why so many people settle for mediocrity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I knew so if like, shit didn't work out and, and shit didn't work out for a minute, I was sleeping in my Honda CRV for like eight nights. I love that story, bro. It would always show up like, I saw that video where you said that you were in a beautiful place and you told your story. And that to me is amazing because I love that. Like, I made it. I was down bad. And now look at where I'm at because I decided to bet on myself. I went all in and it paid off. So, so. Uh, to rewind though, you're youth coaching right now, yeah, and you're new to Miami, 
and you're figuring out the scene. You got your boy, but you're like meeting new people, I guess, putting yourself out there. What goes next? What's like the big next milestone after that? Yeah, (laughs) that's a good question. Um, Next big milestone in that situation would probably be, I mean, so I was building momentum training people, right? Mm -hmm. And, And mostly for the physical body. Like mostly fitness training, I would go to their like their apartment, their condo, their home, and I would train them, right? And I was good at it. Like I would charge a good price. Like I had a good reputation. My energy was always solid. My knowledge was always there. But in July 2018, I went to Peru. And we talked about this experience in the shaman story. Yeah. So so I went to Peru and and I felt called for this experience i had been researching plant medicine specifically ayahuasca for quite some time and i felt this calling like just this strong pull and intuition that this was the time right so i flew to peru by myself i found a retreat center that i trusted that people had good things to say and i went there and for those who don't know ayahuasca is a very intense plant medicine that they use in South America. It's very uh, sacred to uh, South America, Peru, Ecuador, even Brazil, the Amazon. And it is a very powerful and potent psychedelic that really allows you to face some things that maybe you've been avoiding. So a lot of people who have struggled with addiction or just different blockages. Do you think it makes you like, like, like I could picture it saying like, why do you do this? Well, why are you doing that? Are you doing it for the right reasons? Does it like, is it just you asking yourself a lot of questions? Honestly, bro, I think that everything in our life, we should infuse intention, right? Like, I'm eating this food or I'm having a drink, right? Infusing intention. Like, why am I doing this thing? Why are we here recording? Because I want to connect with you boys. I think you're dope. Hopefully what we're talking about adds value to just a couple people in the world, right? But to answer your question, you're talking about in the experience. Yeah. So have you ever heard ayahuasca, Darwin? I have not. No? So I work with a lot of Native Americans and right. they've definitely experienced with it and the whole like in a tent too and seance and their, their stuff. But yeah. So whenever you do any of these substances, right, it requires a very high level of surrender. Mm, right. And and Logan Paul actually spoke about this yesterday when he was talking about going to fight with Floyd and how he was feeling you know, so nervous and anxious and just scared for the month leading up to it. And then he spoke to his brother and his brother was saying, listen, man, you're doing all the things right to prepare. Now you have to let go and you have to trust and you have to surrender. And so often as humans, we like to hold on to control. Mm. But in reality, we don't control that much. You know what I'm saying? I totally agree with that. The universe is like, and things happen. And then you can't see why, even if it's a bad thing that happens and threw you off your course. But then years later, you're like, thank God that threw me off my course. Cause then now I wouldn't. Facts. Like Darwin was saying, like you want to help your boy who's taking Adderall, like, which is beautiful. But in reality, 
how much control do you have over his decisions? Oh, no, for sure. I give him the information. He do whatever he wants. Exactly. You can lead with love. Hopefully, he decides that he's worth making an improvement and upgrade and change in his life. But, like, after that, there's only so much you can do. So, dude, the medicine, it was so fucking powerful, bro. Mm. The first night... So much fucking transformation. I'll tell you guys just a couple of the stories that were crazy, crazy. That literally, when I say it was the most life-changing moment of my life, yeah, not an exaggeration. Wow. Okay, so number one, keep in mind, I'm doing this with 15 other people. Okay. Right? That you know or that no, you no, don't know? Complete students, strangers. students. No, no, no. They're this on the, is, they're on no, the no, tour. No, no. They're okay. on the tour. They're part of the... This is okay. way before I started Retreat. my oh, micro okay, This is the story. Yeah, okay. yeah, this yeah, is yeah, four gotcha, years gotcha, ago. Gotcha. Yeah, this is the Peru story. Okay. Four years ago, everyone doing it for the first time, all walks of life. Looking for different things. Exactly. I've heard of people losing children, going out there to figure out how to get rid of that, whatever someone's dealing with. And I'll never forget it. There's this kid there that was like probably early 20s, mid 20s, super fucking successful, Mm -hmm. high up with Google. Mm -hmm. And we went around like the evening before sharing why we came. Like, why Mm -hmm. are we pursuing this path? Wow. And I remember this kid, he said, I want to be able to answer the question, is life still worth living? Wow. Yeah. So, wow. People coming from different backgrounds for different reasons. Yeah. I was in a place in my life where I was feeling so overwhelmed with just everything that was going on here. Like I had all these ideas and I was like, and I knew I had so much potential inside, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I struggled to actually take action. Where's the answers? Where's the action? Where's the... It was like overwhelmed with so many things I wanted to do. It was like, where the fuck do I start? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been there. there. So I was like, dude, I just need clarity right now. Right? So dude, the first, the first night, probably three or four hours in, I get a tap on my shoulder. This is in my experience. Mm. It's fucking Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Wow. In my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, not actually no. in Peru, but yeah. this is my experience. Yeah. Taps you on the shoulder. And the crazy thing is like, I didn't, re- I don't, I don't fuck with Nicki Minaj. Like that. <laughs> all the people, like, right? <laughs> for real. Like in Drake, Nicki Minaj songs, I literally <laughs> fast forward through Nicki. Oh, like, come on. I like, don't disrespect her like that. No, no, not, for not life. like. Moment for life. No, she's got to come up with it. Come on, it's Nikki, bro. Yeah, she's got to come up with it. Come on, come on. We're just giving you So anyways, so anyways, Nikki, Nikki Minaj in this ceremony, bro. She says, yo, Jeremy, like, bro, you're so fucking dope. Like, I want to, I want to put you on my Instagram live and just give you 30 minutes to say whatever you want to the world. I'm like, Nikki, like, for real? Like, we ain't even homies like that. But she's like, I see you, though, for real. Like, I think your message is so powerful. I want you to share it right now. Wow. And I'm like, okay. Like, I guess we're doing this. And you know you. You know what you give out. You know what you put in the world. So it's like telling you, but it's someone. That's crazy. Keep going. So, So Nikki Minaj. So I am in my reality thinking that I'm doing this IG live with Nikki Minaj. So naturally, I start speaking really your message in the ceremony but you're supposed to stay quiet in these ceremonies sure you have people throwing up you have people screaming people going through their traumas real shit bro anyways i couldn't help it i'm just so i just start speaking out loud right probably the most powerful 15 20 minutes i've ever spoken 
I wish it was recorded. But dude, after that, after that, I was like speaking to the people in my group because I, I knew they were all going through different shit, right? And then after our experience ended that night and we all met in the kitchen to have like a little light soup and tea, right? Yeah. Six or seven of the people came up to me and they're like, bro, those words that you said literally got me through the most challenging experience tonight. I'm so fucking grateful. And I was like, damn, like that's wow. crazy. So that was a huge game changer for me because it really showed me how powerful my voice was. And I was like, bro. How do I amplify it? How exactly. do I take this to the next I level? I literally got back to Miami and like started my podcast two or three weeks later. I started to take Epic. my content creation way more seriously. Instead of just posting like shirtless workout videos, I started to actually like share more of my truth. Right? Mm -hmm. What was also crazy about that same experience, literally the same fucking night, bro. So I have one older brother. He's five years older. And when I was like 13, he was 18, he started to go down the route of drugs, alcohol. And I basically lost him. Like he yeah. was technically alive. Lost but like, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you he guys can hear. Oh, I could relate to that shit, man. Yeah. yeah. I had a boy that we went, we grinded my early days in Oklahoma. We had all these visions and uh, he relapsed on uh, oxycodons. And uh, after he relapsed, six months later, he robbed a bank, did a year in the feds. And now we don't even talk anymore. And. He's living somewhere in Texas, so yeah, it's some. It ruins drugs, ruin just friendships, love people that love you, your mother's relationship with you. Like I've seen drugs. I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and if you look up the statistics, we're one of the worst in the nation. So I feel that. Yeah, yeah. and I mean oxy oxycodone is the number one killer between adults ages 18 and 45 in America. I mean, Damn. it's these opioids yeah. that are technically legal. Legal. The no, they're killer. legal. And they're so easy to access. You just tell them, I'm sorry, I'm hurting. I'm hurt. And then the doctor, it's so easy. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, that experience. So for 15 years, I didn't really have a relationship with my brother. And I kind of got to a point in my life where I was like, dude, like, fuck this dude. Like, I, I treated him like I, I wasn't an asshole in any, in any way. But you but had loyalty like, your whole life. That's your brother. Of course. But you knew you were in a position where it was like it was affecting you. Why? Well, I, I didn't think it was really. I was like, I, I basically had gone all this time without really having my brother in my life. So I was like, like, fuck it. I'm going to just do me. I'm going to just, I got to take care of myself. You feel me? And, um, but in that moment, in that experience, I felt my brother's pain and suffering on a mm. crazy level that I'd never experienced before. So this level of compassion. I was purging because you throw up a lot during mm -hmm, ayahuasca, mm -hmm. right? Well, you even got a fast before, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we did a crazy intense fast. Oh. But anyways, I'm purging, dude. And it was literally like my brother's pain and suffering. And it just gave me a whole new level of perspective for all the shit that he had been holding on to, the guilt, the shame. And that just made me a better human being, a better brother. I, I reached out more to him empathy. right after that. A lot more empathy, yeah. Yeah, and, and just like made me a much better human being because it changed the whole way I approached my family, my friends. Wow. Um, have you, have you told your brother, have you said like you, you encourage people to do these, these trips and have you encouraged them to maybe go and open their mind? I know, I know the whole stigma, dude. I even like my mom and now weed's getting legal and Hispanic families are very, no, 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 no. Even weed, everything. So I get that. But have you had success in getting Folks that you love truly, that you know would be eye-opening for them to do, get 
go. I mean, with with mushrooms, yes, man. I mean, I've but it for me, what's beautiful is like, I think a couple of people said it. I think actually Gary talks about this. Gary V talks about this. He talks about not convincing anyone. It's just conviction, right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. convince you to That's start an true. NFT project. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to convince you to start working out or eating healthy. But hopefully you look at me, you look at the life I'm creating. And what you're you sharing. See, you see the results I've created for hundreds, if not thousands of other people. And it's like, man, this dude knows what's up. You give them the information, they decide to do whatever they want with yeah, it. That's what that's, it that's really comes down to. That's a good answer. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, if you think yeah. about it. So when does Jeremy start tapping into content creation and sharing your message with the world? When do you dive into TikTok? Is that where you started? Did you start it on Instagram, then discover TikTok? How did that whole thing came about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's my thing right there. For sure, for sure, yeah. So like I said, actually, after about four years ago, I was creating on Instagram for I've probably been posting for five or six years consistently starting off like a lot of workout a lot of workout stuff I mean as time goes these platforms change so like there's no reels or any of that shit obviously um but you know slowly started to build a following on like on Instagram my podcast I started three and a half years ago um and TikTok started May 1st, 2020. That was my first post. May 1st. Sheesh. 2020. Huh. And I was just like... What was your first TikTok, like, ever video? What was it about? Bro, I I was like, literally, I'm just going to have fun and try and... I think we all started that way. It's crazy, huh? Do what TikTok people do. So, like, I had one of my girlfriends... Who, who had been on TikTok for a couple months. So she like knew some of the trends and the dances. So I brought her over one day and I was like, teach me some of this shit. Like, how do oh, I you film you were really this? willing to do some dances. Oh, like Kiki, we did, we did the do one. Do you love me? Are you riding? <laughs> yeah, we, I did that That's one. an early one. No, are you done? You know Swan. the one? I really, I'm not one of the so first ones. Watching you, wait. <laughs> you, that's, that's fine, that's fine. Anyway, go ahead. One of the first ones, bro. We should pull this video up. It was a Drake song. Uh, the flip the switch. Oh God, I remember oh. that. Trend. So she was in a bikini, and I was in like my Miami Heat jersey, and then we flipped the switch, and then I was in the bikini, and she was in the jersey. Yeah, that was a trend. Yeah, that was a trend. It was like couples were doing that it? shit. Did the, did the nah, clip? nah, nah. Oh. I don't think the people that like that. Like one of the- and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm glad that shit did go viral because I don't want to be doing that shit much more often. <laughs> Imagine uh, now, I think there would be a, a lot of memes of just trolls coming at you and saying, look at this guy. Oh, uh, you already know how it goes, but that would have probably had a meme with that and just came at you for that. Like, look at this guy in a bikini and shit. It was but I, I remember that trend. That trend was one of the popular ones. Couples would always switch clothes. I just flip the switch. Boom, boom. Turn off, turn off the light. They have different opposite clothes. Yeah. Dude, funny, funny story. Funny actually. that you started that trend. Funny story. The next month, though, June, okay, I go back home. To visit, uh, I, I remember this very vividly, bro. I, re- I visit my family in June. Um, I remember going, after a month, I had like maybe 8,000 followers when I'll I went that time. trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I post this video. I just do, um, I do a dance with my mom. Nice. Right? Um, Which one? I do the, um, dude, I just posted it for Mother's Day. Oh my! Oh my um, God! You know the, uh, you know the um, 
What song? Oh, dun, dun, dun. was it dun, that one? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, okay. Uh, that's the Jason Derulo one, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was the before whole... the Derulo remix. Oh, okay, okay, but yeah, I know the beat. I know the beat. I know what you're talking about. Mm. Anyways, we'll pull up the video maybe in B-roll, dude. Six million views. Wow, that's what. Six million views, and I remember like two or three days later had like forty five thousand followers. I was like, "Whoa, this shit's crazy!" I was like, "Yo, dad, let's do a dance." Oh my god! I love <laughs> Shit it. with my dad, it's like four million views. I love it, and I'm like, "What?" And like, literally, I leave that trip. I was there for a week. I leave back to Florida with like eighty thousand followers. It was crazy. Literally, in less than a week, went from like eight to eighty k. But again, none of those videos were actually attached to anything that I actually do. It wasn't showing you. It was, it was just showing a trend, was, which is crazy. Which is think. crazy. But at the same time, I would argue that those type of pieces of content are actually important. Because like, yeah, because like, bro. They're all part of the story. Because, dude, a lot of people should know how much love that I have with my parents and like the relationship I have with them because I posted other shit with them and that subconsciously makes them like me more and trust me more because they're like yo this is like a good dude uh-huh. like the he followers, treats his parents yeah. right yeah you know what I'm saying that's Relatable. not why I posted the videos yeah. Yeah. I didn't post that shit because like I'm trying to I'm trying to like get clout you're as like a great son you're discovering the app yeah yeah and as you were, at least you had a plan after that those two videos went viral because that's what a lot of people make mistakes is they keep jumping on trends, 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 and that's all they depend on. You were able to jump on the trend and be like, now what can I do to keep growing and have people know me for me? And if I, you pull back on some universe shit, like you had that experience and then you've been like slowly starting to put stuff out and then it was kind of like these omens with these dances of you just being you. And it's like, okay, we got momentum here. And the universe is giving uh-huh. me this calling. And great. Yes. Like so if- you get that big following, 80K at the moment, right? What, what goes from there after those two dances? Dude, it's funny because, it, again, like I said, it was still like, what am, what's my message? What's my mission? Boom. Like, I know what I do. Like, at this point, I'm mostly doing high-level one-on-one coaching remotely with a lot of high-level executives, entrepreneurs, integrating all these health practices, right? Movement, mindset, nutrition, microdosing, all these things. But I didn't start really talking about any of that shit on TikTok, right? Mm. Like, people can see by looking at me, they're like, okay, this guy obviously takes care of himself. But I, didn't, I wasn't really, like, consistently, I wasn't going to be, like, the fitness person. Um, so then, funnily enough, my next trip back to Cali... A few months later, maybe at this point, I have 200, 250,000 followers, right? But again, not really monetizing or anything because I hadn't really decided like who the fuck I am. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, you can't monitor. Yeah, because you just got followers. And right. it's on some like. It's a mixture of trends. Good, yeah, mixture trends. Of, like, yeah. Exactly. You know. I, exactly. So, dude, I'm, I'm at Safeway, which is the grocery store. Yes. Yeah, you guys mm-hmm. have Safeway yeah, in Oklahoma? Yeah. Well, Albuquerque, yeah. So I go to Safeway, and I literally go there with the intention of getting a couple things for my family and myself. And then I just get inspired to take this video, talking about how so much of the shit in our grocery store is fucking poison. 
Doritos, Gatorade, mm. all of these things that were constantly bombarded with marketing and celebrities endorsements, right? And I was just like, guys, this shit is fucking poison. Like, you're wondering why you feel like shit? It's because you're feeding yourself shit, right? Mm. And I remember the title of the video or something was like, like low vibration foods or something like that. It's talking about food and vibration. It went viral and it was super unexpected for me because I thought it was very basic information. I was talking about Doritos, Coca-Cola, like mm -hmm. why these things fuck you up. And everyone was like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like all of this shit. And I was like, for real? Like y'all didn't know that Doritos <laughs> and Coke are not good for you? So I took a step back and I was like, damn, bro, there's a huge gap. Like shit that I just assume everybody knows clearly is not known by the masses. So then I was like, wow, I have an opportunity to educate people on what they're feeding themselves and hopefully helping them create a healthier lifestyle, better decisions. And that led to me like creating these grocery store videos. And a lot of them were fucking going super viral. I remember I went from probably like 300K to 600K in like a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. That's how I discovered you. I see it in one of your videos talking about the products and what it contains and all the poisons. And I'm like, damn, it takes a lot to do that. It might sound simple, but not a lot of people have the courage to go out of a grocery store and film that and point out the ingredients and stuff. So I was like, I'll fuck with that. Yeah. You know, people need that. You know, people need to, like, at least be aware of what they're consuming because that way they're more mindful of what they put in their body. That's what and I then, think. And then just to finish that, just to finish that whole journey, I would say then I reached a point where I was like, where I, I reached a point where I was like, like, I, I'm passionate about nutrition. It's very, it's a very important piece of the pie when we talk about just being healthy and happy, but it's just a piece. Like, I don't want to be identified as the nutrition guy or as like this dude who's going fucking crazy in grocery stores, right? Like, I want to talk about the other shit because like when it comes down to it, it's all about mindset. Yeah. It's all about everything that made you where you are, where you were at that point. Do you think that there was a part of your mind that was like subconsciously, it was like the stigma of what people think about trips to Peru and, and my, and shrooms and, you know, ayahuasca. Was that ever like, I'm not going to talk about wow. that yet on TikTok. I'm not like, did you ever hold yourself back at all? And then, all, and then all of a sudden be like, you know what? Fuck the stigma. I'm just going to do me. Was that ever a thought? Bro, it's, it's so, I think it's, I think, and I think it's, it's, it's really being, really taking the time to discover and get clear with who you are. Yeah. Right? Because no, always. it's very easy if you know something's going to hit and do well and perform well, then it's very easy to just continue putting shit like that out. And it's not, again, you see this all the time with like female influencers, right? Who are just like posting booty pictures. And I have friends who are doing that. And there's nothing wrong with that inherently, but... They're feeding the algorithm. Right. They know right. that that's going to get way more engagement. It's right. going to get way more external validation. Yeah. They're going to get the hit of dopamine. Uh -huh. They're chasing the instant gratification rather than actually taking a step back and, 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 and connecting with their heart and being like, yo, like, like 
Like, you're not just a physical piece of ass. Like, yes, you actually facts. have more depth inside of you to share with the world, you, to speak your truth. Don't attach 100% of your self-worth to your fucking physical body. Yes. Because what happens when you're not feeling pretty one day? Yes. Do you want to be remembered by the TikToker with the big ass? Is that, that That's what it really comes down to at the end of the day. If you're a TikToker or influencer that always showing your body, showing your ass, ask yourself... Do you want to be remembered like I was the TikTok girl with the big ass? And that's how I grow my following. That's how I grew it. You know, yeah. it's at providing value and seeing that you are capable of offering more. That's what yeah. I think. I mean, and I would piggyback has. that any TikTokers or IG women with nice booties or just nice faces, nice waist, nice feet, whatever it is. Listen, listen, that's amazing. Don't hide that, right? Because you can use that to actually inspire other people to create a healthier lifestyle and maybe attain a body that they desire, right? It's not to say, like, never post that shit. No, like, be proud of what you have if it's something you worked for. It all just comes down to be true to you. And be what true. do you really want out of it? What followers do you really want out of it? What people do you really want in your DMs? Like, people that are fuck with what you really fuck with, like, and just staying who you are. So yeah, This is yeah. huge what he just said, by the uh -huh. way. Yeah. Because this is a, the reason it's so funny. The, what you just said actually triggered this because so many people in the last five years, and again, we'll just use this example. I don't want to sound like we're picking on women because I fucking obviously love women. Um, beautiful women too. Love you just as much. Um, but, but why do you think OnlyFans blew up so much too during the pandemic? Because they... Basically, all of these women who had built massive followings physically from their body, like solely from their body, they're looking for a way to monetize their audience. They can't sell a course on mindfulness, on meditation, no. on building a bulletproof mindset. No, they got 85% horny, thirsty dudes trying to fucking jerk off to them. So, okay. And again, nothing wrong with that. We got to all eat. I get it. But like, do you really want all of your income to be based on dudes jerking off to you? And if so, that's cool. I'm not here to judge you, but just ask yourself these questions. Right? Right. We just went down a rabbit hole. No, no, yeah, no, for no sure. but it's no. real. I mean, it's it real. The thing. I mean, I, like I said, I spent enough time and I make, there's most likely a Podcast where I always talk about TikTok because I always say it's the platform to grow your business, your brand, your, but it's like the TikTok rewards the, obviously, you know, if you show ass, it rewards the dumbness of like stupid trends, the positive shit, like what you're doing might not get as much reach as the dumb trend, the crate trends, the, the. People, the Tide Pods, where people, eat, you know, go to the, like, I'm going to eat this, you know, the whole fucking, where they were eating that shit. It just, it is what it is, but are, it comes down to what you said, Casey. Are you going to stay true to yourself or are you going to be a sellout? You know why that is, though, right? That's what you know it why, is. You know why TikTok rewards that in their algorithm? So... It's well, a, a Chinese-owned company. It's a for-you algorithm. I mean, you know, if you're no, looking up ads, here's the I like thing, where though. you're going with that. I think yeah. I know here's where you're going. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In America, the content that goes viral on TikTok is the stupidest, most useless content. It's teenagers in bikinis dancing 
doing stupid, meaningless shit that adds no value to anyone's life. Yeah. Right. That's true. In China, the only content that goes viral is content that's educational. Uh-huh. That's teaching kids. Is this pro- fact? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that's, that TikTok algorithm? Yes. Yeah, yeah. In China, the only uh-huh. content that goes viral is content that's teaching its citizens, hey, here's how to be better at math. Here's be- how to be better at engineering, yeah, programming, development. Yep. Because they want to cultivate skills in their youth. Think but about it. Yeah. In America, in America, and, and, I, and I'm further convinced this is why a lot of the shit that I get shadow banned for get shadow banned because I'm literally trying to empower our people to take further control of their health, their happiness, wow. their habits. I'm right? So it makes think, perfect sense. I'm so enlightened right now. Think about I it. I had Casey. no idea that this was a... Yeah, think about it, Casey. And it's... I know... I, I know look, I know... I, this is... I talk, I talk to you all the time, you know, talking to Christos. When you talk about trade war, there's, there's someone in Greece that's a liaison with the U.S., and there's someone in China, and we're always competing. Right. And that just is... But, that blows my yeah, mind. Think about and it, And that's the awareness right? to that. Let's say, like, for example, I'll use my little sister as an example, 11-year-old, right? If she goes to school and her friend's like, look, I went viral for doing this yeah, stupid shit. That's exactly right. Then my sister's going to be like, no, is that so- the thing I need to do to go viral? Wow. That's what it is. Wow. And it makes perfect sense. Like, because wow. I'm so, like. And I want to I, I look up all that old stuff. I know there was a lot of controversy. They wanted Microsoft to buy TikTok. They were going to ban TikTok. It was always well, a thing. I thought, I thought but China I don't, was going to ban it. It never you know, went through. But, but it wow. makes perfect sense because I sometimes get frustrated. I just stay true to myself. I, I don't give a fuck well, at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck what, at the end of the day what's going to go viral. I'm not doing that shit unless it's content that I'm providing that it stays true to me. That's what I'm like. I'm not going to switch up and be like, that's the trend. That's what's popping right now. I'm going to go and do that and switch up the content because that's going viral. Because we know we can, you, everybody can do it on TikTok, mm-hmm. but you got to stay true to yourself. And, and, a lot and of I have, sell out. And, I, and, and ultimately I have faith that there's just more individuals like Jeremy, like us, that just like keep awareness, talk about it, say, stay true to you. And so I feel like it's like the government can't just come out and say, I know as a leader, this is bad for our country. And I know China's doing this, but we're not going to stop it because we're going to take away your freedoms. And our faith is going to be just in the people yeah. discovering it themselves. Like growth for for crazy. for both podcasts has been amazing. I'm always grateful for TikTok and the platform because it's a once in a lifetime platform that gives you the exposure that these other platforms don't. My growth has been steady and slow, but I've been staying true to myself and I'm happy with that. Other accounts grow overnight and on a ridiculous level. If you look at Charlie D'Amelio, no offense to her, but... She has no talent but dancing. And she's been able to make an empire off of that, which is like, I applaud you for that. But if we look at it, she, for the most well, part. What's all about what she does with it? Like yeah, the yeah she's the done day, great. No, at the end of the day, you could, you could, flip, it from, you could flip it from she's, a dance with your mom and your dad to, to, to empowering people in a multiple level. The only thing that I would say that is like, like I said, she's done great with it, but she's almost, she's copied like black women's dances. They would they most of her dances that have gone viral is because of a black woman that creates the trend, creates the dance, and she goes ahead and copies it, and never gives them credit. That was a theme. And that's how she got up there. But anyways, props to her because oh, she's wow. made Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, made an empire that. off of that and it's it's working for her. So it's like yeah, you know, do what I you mean, gotta it's do. Just but, crazy, yeah, bro. It's crazy. Like yeah, it's crazy. But it's actually just to kind of close that loophole. So the first post I ever made about microdosing on TikTok yeah. was another dance. It was talking really? about the benefits of microdosing. It was this dance. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. Okay. So 
I do benefits of microdosing. I do the dance. Bro, 3.5 million views in the comments. Oh my gosh, this saved my saved my life. What is microdosing? Oh my gosh, I would do anything to get off these pills. And I'm just literally thousands of comments and I'm like, yo, yo bro, like calling. I'm like, yo, because at this point, I was already aware of how powerful it was. Mm-hmm. I had a client at the time, he's still a very close friend, high up with Google, 13 years of heroin addiction. Wow. Nine months of working with him, didn't relapse once, still sober to this day. So I knew how powerful and potent this was. But I was also, am I ready to share this in a bigger way, right? You know, my, my dad was a brain doctor. So my dad was actually trained in medical school to just prescribe these pills, right? And I saw my brother go down this rabbit hole being prescribed everything, which is one of the reasons why I was inspired to pursue this path that I studied psychedelics. I was like, how can I help my brother heal? Because if, if Wait, he continues so your dad, down, your dad would prescribe. And then, I mean, obviously doctors just get lobbied back in the day, but then he, your brother, he would allow your brother to take some of these meds early on. Yeah. My, I mean, my dad, my dad, no. my dad thought my dad, my dad's a very smart guy, sure. much smarter than me in some ways. Right. But, but you won't, you, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. So my dad, the way he was raised in medical school is like, you put a bandaid over a bullet wound. You want to get people out of pain. So like, sometimes this is the best way to do it. And antidepressants, in fairness, do save lives sometimes in the short term, right? But they're not a long-term solution. They were never designed and brought to the market to be a long-term solution. So I knew based on my brother, he was completely numb. Have you guys ever like, if you guys have anyone in your life, maybe if you're listening, that's been on antidepressants, like it's like talking to a wall. They're yeah. completely emotionally unavailable, Yeah. right? And maybe that dulls some of their pain, but it also dulls all of the life out of them. It's not fucking living when you can't feel your emotions. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So to answer your question about that, like the, that shit. And then I was like, dude, like, like I need to start sharing this more. Mm. So then I started shifting and I started getting more aligned with my content. I was talking about things like anxiety, depression. When I was talking about food, it was like attaching it to your mood and to self love. Because when it comes down to it, if you truly love yourself, truly, if you love yourself unconditionally, then you won't feed yourself toxic, poison, chemical lace shit. You won't surround yourself with toxic individuals. You just won't because you genuinely love yourself. Why would you treat yourself like that if you love and respect yourself? You won't, right? So it all comes down to self-love. Yeah, I, I like that. That's a big one. And yeah, bro, it's uh, props to you, bro, because it takes a lot. How do you deal with the hate? Because I know you get a lot of hate. Um, how do you deal with that? And then how do you get so comfortable? Well, shit, if it's controlled by China, do they have little bots in there that just do hate on the accounts? They want to <laughs> God, bro, so how do you deal t- with the hate? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, man, like this is one of the reasons I feel very aligned with Gary. You know, um, because our mindsets are very similar. And 
you've ever heard him talk about just dealing with hate, um, the best way to deal with hate is to really take a step back and gain the perspective on where that person is in their life, right? If they feel the need to take up their own valuable time, their most valuable asset to spew venom and talk shit to a complete stranger through a screen, then they must be in an extremely dark place in their life. They literally took the time to consume my content and then they took the time to say something malicious because they're hurting inside and the way that they're dealing with that hurt is by spreading that hurt to other people because let's be honest, misery loves company, Mm -hmm. Uh right? Mm -hmm. So like there were, and it's gotten way better, bro, but like, dude, there's times where there's people that would, and it still happens, but I don't really, there's so many notifications, like I don't even get to them, but like, bro, there's a couple, this one woman, there's people who use my content for clout, like they'll duet it and shit like that. And it's the only way their shit gets views, like for real. Wow. And this one woman, bro, like went super deep. She must've spent hours researching me. She finds out all this shit about my brother, my parents. Oh like, shit. Like your dad, who was a brain doctor who went to this college from this town, like what does he think of what you're doing, spreading all these lies? What about your brother? What about your brother who's who like been through this and that? Like I was like, this bitch has way too much time on his like wow. I like I legit like like that was one person I legit like I wish I had the chance to fucking see her in person and just be like like say that shit to my face right now. Same thing with all these other people. They would never say shit to me in person. So now, and sometimes I'll get DMs too. I recently got this DM last week. And my shit is mostly all positive, by the way. I've cultivated a community that's like super aligned. Lost a fuck ton of followers in the process. But bro, like there's nothing better than a community of like-minded people. And when you post things that are polarizing or controversial even though I don't think what I post is controversial, right? A lot of people who are operating in these old narratives, right? For them to hear, oh, these pills, like you shouldn't take them. What do you mean? Like my doctor said I should, they must be good for me. They get triggered. They get triggered and they're sheep. Like all during the pandemic, I was saying since the first fucking day, I was like, this is ridiculous. We're closing parks, but we're leaving liquor stores open. What? How the fuck does that make sense? We're making young three-year-old, four-year-old children wear masks when we know that they're not capable of really getting seriously ill or spreading the virus. Anyways, I was getting a shit ton of hate for that. Even though everything I said has been proven to be factual. But regardless, last week this dude DM'd me and he was just talking a bunch of shit like, bro, like, like you really think drinking from plastic's that bad? You should try like lifting weights or something. Like just like saying stupid shit. And I clicked on the dude's profile and I saw he was a, 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 a military veteran, right? Mm. And I just sent a message. I was like, I was like, yo, man, I just want to let you know I'm so grateful for your service. Thank you so much. And he had DM'd me like five or six times with like hateful shit. I was like, damn, like this is a military vet sentence? Like I got love for a veteran, bro. He literally fucking risked his life to serve. I'm just going to reach out with some love. And then he just 
replied back like, thanks, man. You know? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll always just hit them back with love. Yeah. That's the, that's the best weapon. Yeah. yeah that is. Like, I, I, yeah. Well, I'll get hate. But, bro, I honestly think, like, you could gear more towards veterans. You know, 22 veterans kill themselves a day. I mean, I'm a veteran. And even one of the guys that went to rescue summer school, two years after we got out of the Navy, he got out, like, maybe six months after I did. He committed suicide, drank some antifreeze, and just couldn't handle, like, transitioning to civilian life. But I really feel like... Some people just need that just eye-opening to find themselves, to ask those questions. And I really that, feel like yeah. that's what, like, psychedelics do. They force you to ask questions about yourself, and you have to face that. And maybe that message you send them was like, damn, this guy's actually, you know, and maybe changed his perspective on things. Like, because he You hope. Not, you hope. Yeah. Yeah, we hope, right? Yeah, but What I think, Casey said's on point, though. And that's actually a big part of my NFT project's mission is 10% mm -hmm. of the of the money in oh, the, the treasury, royalty, yeah, treasury is going to be going towards supporting veterans who are suffering with PTSD with the real therapy they deserve. And that includes psychedelics, but it also includes like having people to talk to. Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest tragedies. I feel like from what I know, I think America does a terrible job of really putting our veterans in position to succeed after getting back. I mean, like integrating back into society. For sure. It's and hard. There's one program. It's just it's two weeks and all these big oil companies usually go to it. A uh, couple companies that are private like Blackwater and do mercenary work overseas. They're the ones that show up. They, you can apply at a job fair, it's two weeks transition, and then you're back in the real world. And, like, a lot of people only do four years. So if you think about a lot of people and, like, all it's all lower-class Americans that get in the military just to leave their small town. So it's like, yeah, once they get out, they've lived the last four years, they've worked with their peers that are all their own age, and it's just this totally different environment. And whether or not it's PTSD, a lot of it's just depression because uh -huh. they were used to that camaraderie for right. four years. And now Steve, the 38-year-old here at this desk, and Lucy over here that has her four kids, they don't give a fuck what you think. And yeah. if you're willing to grind, and you don't have it. Yeah, my grandpa was never the same. He went to the Vietnam War. Uh had I would I, I remember as a kid I told him very ignorant uh how many people did you kill very ignorant I didn't know shit he didn't like gave me this like stared in the eye and said don't ever ask me that question again wow. and later when as I'm mature I apologize for it and I have a conversation but he said he had a whole squad and he was the only survivor wow and him seeing like the people that he established relationships with gone I mean is just like well, like, like uh, I said, he he never was the same. He had obviously a serious alcohol problem, and we, from time to time we had to, you know, take him to the VA. But it was just, I feel like and, he never and, got the help he deserved. And not just taking these psychedelics, I think uh, alone are, could could help you. I really think you need to focus like on people like Jeremy, and I think the new people that are going to come to light as this gets less decriminalized, more medically used. Because I think you do need to coach. You kind of need somebody to, like, walk you through it. If you just take it on your own and you don't know anything, like, you can go in a really dark place and it might not be beneficial to you. So, like, it's not the save all be all. You kind of need somebody to, I feel like, walk you through those feelings. Yeah. <clears throat> I love it. I love yeah, that. Sure. I mean, that's 100% true. I mean, um, it's it's one of those things. And, and that that's a good 
a good point to bring up like bad trips. Yeah. Right? Because I think that's something that everyone fears when they think mushrooms. That's me. Right? You think bad trips. So bad trips, for those people listening, are literally potentially. Yes. So so bad trips, so, so bad trips, he said, could potentially be the best trips, which is true. We'll talk about that. But bad trips usually, in most cases, refer to someone like, going through some hard challenging moments and experiences during their journey. Yeah. The right? depression's coming out, the PTSD's coming the shit out. Shit they've the been fear. numbing themselves. Yes, they're it's actually coming facing to light. Now. They have to. You have to face it. Yeah. So see that's what I'd be curious of my trip cuz really I don't do any kind of drugs, but I do have like anxiety. You have um, things you stress about. You I have th- things, yeah, things that I make see. you get depressed. Right, right, right. And, and then you just face all of it. But I think this is where Jeremy touches on the coaching aspect of it. Well, yeah, so, so through that, we all have things that we're unaware of that have somehow impacted us subconsciously too, as to who we are now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether we recognize it or not. And that's why I tell people, it's like, people will say, bro, I don't, I don't need to do that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, I like my life. I'm like, bro, this, this is just a tool to expand by no means am I telling you to do anything we talked about that I'm not here to force anyone but like be open-minded to understanding that there's so much about yourself that you don't even understand that you haven't even tapped into right so much of your life is a subconscious program that you don't even think about it's just automatic habits we talked about curiosity of econ and how curiosity and staying curious and everybody being there early, you got to stay curious about life and what especially natural herbs that are available to you can possibly do. Let's talk about this real Let's quick. Let's talk about it, man, because uh, I think I'm to the point where I feel like at any given time, I can be like, I'm ready to microdose. I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to leave you guys something and we'll talk about it off air. So let's finish. So, so the, the bad trip, right? So I lead bigger doses. Like I, I led a, I led a retreat in Jamaica. When was that? Last year, which is fucking epic. And I'm leading. I'm a part of another journey in Costa Rica in a couple months. But like you said, those are much more intentional. Where like you really should research shaman medicine team. You know, you prep your body, you prep your mind before. You really want to take those things seriously. Know what you're searching for. Yeah, exactly. And you can have a bad trip. Like so many people, they get mushrooms. They don't know where they come from, right? They take an amount that they're unaware of, right? And 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 they don't pay attention to their set and setting, which is very common terms in the psychedelic realm. Set is like mindset. What's your mindset going into this? Right? Are you just trying to get fucked up and yeah. like enter a different Numb dimension? Again. Or are you trying to actually expand your consciousness and self-awareness? And then setting is like, where are you actually doing it? Are you connecting with nature? Are you with people that make you feel safe and comfortable? Or are you going to fucking do it with people that are just going to make you more anxious, that don't really respect you? Like, so that can lead to a bad trip. So microdosing... What I'm going to give you guys after this, and we'll talk about it. This is the formula I created that, that I use with my students. 
bro, this formula is insane. We've been using the same thing for three years. I've, I concocted this formula after a lot of research because mm. I work with a lot of athletes and high performers. And you want to be able to take this and still be able to work and be with your loved ones. Absolutely. At an elevated level. Yeah. Well. And that's what's powerful. So like. So that right there is a microdose. So yes. So like a macrodose where you go to a different realm, let's say is three grams, for instance. A microdose is one-tenth of that. So you're not going to have visions. You're not going to see any shit. You're just going to feel different, like more like on a, you correct me if I'm wrong, like a more like. We got to get this dude on a microdose for sure. I'm going to trust you to get him on that. No, but I got you too. (laughs) No, but like it's a sub-perceptual experience, which means that you're not tripping. But some of your senses might be heightened. For example, why take this, bro? And I've, this is what's so powerful. So antidepressants, Adderall, what happens after a couple months of taking those? People get depressed. You, you, need, a, you need to bump up the you dose. Need a, yeah. You need to bump up the dose. Oh. Exactly. It's not doing the same purpose. This, oh. I've taken the same exact dose for three years. Still hits me the same. What's another side effect of those things? Crash. The crash. The crash, the come down, and they're highly addictive. Highly addictive. Your nervous system and brain is like expecting this stimulus where it's no longer getting it, you have withdrawals, you have all these bad things. With antidepressants, sexual dysfunction, sleep disturbances, emotional numbness. I mean, these are very common. So none of that with this. This is 250 milligrams of psilocybin, a very special blend. 400 milligrams of lion's mane mushrooms, which is used in Chinese medicine to prevent things like dementia and Alzheimer's. Wow. Really powerful for just overall brain health and function. Um, 400 milligrams of cordyceps, which increases your oxygen utilization, your lungs' ability to use oxygen effectively. Great for athletes. I have two Olympians I work with. They've seen crazy benefits with this. And then um, a little bit of beetroot powder for for generating blood flow. So, dude, this is... Beautiful. We never take it two days in a row. My specific protocol in my mastermind with my students, we we have a six-week mastermind where you get mentorship with me and we implement all the other healthy practices. Um, And we implement this three days a week and I provide the medicine for them. Uh, Wow. It's really powerful. So if anyone actually wants to learn more, they can DM me the word mastermind on Instagram at CoachJeremy305 and we'll send them over more info. Um, we're doing like, we do free educational live workshops and stuff like that. So you can learn more, but it's just powerful, man. Cause this is what I tell people when you see a higher version of yourself, right? You can't unsee that person. So that version of yourself that used to come home every night from work and have a couple drinks to relieve yourself or you used to smoke a couple of cigarettes whenever you were feeling anxious, or you got angry and upset with your partner anytime she asked you to help out or do a favor, right? All these patterns and habits that aren't aligned with your highest self, now you're aware of them, bro, because now you see yourself in this higher way. And then you see some of the shit that you'd be doing in the past. You're like, dog, that ain't me. That ain't me. Like, 
like like I'm I'm committed to being better. I'm not going to go back to resorting to those inferior ways of being because I'm a much better person than that. I'm a much higher version of myself and I'm not going to allow myself to settle for mediocrity anymore. So that's what this shit allows you to open up. Mm, wow. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, one more thing, I think, uh, and you can add before we close this podcast. Uh, what do you, I mean, obviously you like to travel a lot. Are you doing this right here? Your mentorship, all this, is this full time? Is this is what allow you to be where you're at today? How do you go about doing what you do and being free? How for does sure. that work for you? Yeah, man, it's taken, it's taken time, but, um, you know, for me, the microdosing mastermind is definitely a significant part of our, our financial system, our, our, our Income. abundance. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. Um, because that is a more intricate, intimate experience with me. So that's one part of it. Um, I have my lower ticket stuff. If people just want to get their feet wet with a little nutrition right? We have that. We have my monthly membership, which is like a VIP community. Uh, you know, I, I'm not somebody I personally haven't focused on brand deals that much. I like to really be in control of the narrative. So I don't want, I don't want my income to be dependent on another company's business, right? Don't get me wrong. There's other products and, and supplements and companies that I fuck with and I like, and I'll do something if it's aligned, but I'm not the type of person that's every third or fourth post is a sponsored post for a thousand dollars. First of all, that's fucking annoying if you're following someone like that. And it's like every other post they're sponsoring a new thing. I'm all about authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why people fuck with me is like, Bro, if you look at my Instagram, probably I haven't done a sponsored post in 2022. Yeah, I would do, like I people have to. Yeah. If, if people want to work with me, they have to be like the highest quality shit, the mm-hmm. highest quality products, mm-hmm. and they have to be able to like meet my needs when it comes to like the financial agreement. I don't like doing short term things. It's got to be a long term vision, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but right now, man, I'm just focused on really helping people transform their health their happiness with with my coaching with my consulting um the nft project is going to be massive and that's going to allow us to create more impact as well with the veterans too so that's really where the focus is now and um yeah bro i mean why uh why vcon how what got you to vcon is this gary and did you buy v1 did you get v2 so i have so i missed out on v1 um Definitely, definitely a regret. Uh, I have six series two. Nice. And I continue every week. I've really been the floor. Anytime I see the floor floor is low. Like I got, I got a perspective pigeon. Nice. He talks about perspective all all the time. time. And it was like 0.7 ETH. Oh, still. And and I'm like, dude, two, three years down the road. These are all going to be one plus ETH and ETH is low right now. Yeah. So for me, man. For sure, Gary, huge fan, um, huge supporter, and really just putting myself in the space of that energy. Right. You know, because as you guys know, proximity is power. So one of the things, I don't know where you guys stand on this, but like, I'm pretty sure 
how many people were there? 10, 12,000 people, let's say. Pretty sure 75% of them waited hours in lines to take selfies with Gary. Yeah. You know, I saw you guys yeah. today or yesterday and like Gary was just walking and like he was like in our vicinity. For me, I'm at a point in my life where like I have so much respect for Gary, but I'm also not trying to just take a selfie with the guy. Yeah. That's what we said. That's what we said. Because I know, I know, and it happened last night, my fucking manifestation where I was like, bro, like I would love to just, you know, even if it's 30 seconds, like have that. But like that environment is not where I want to have our first interaction. And, and then later that night, I fucking meet the dude who runs Vayner NFT. And he had been following my page. And I showed him the shit that we're doing for the project. And he's like, bro, let's fucking have a meeting next week. Yes. Love it. Love it. I think this uh, conference made me more motivated than ever. And it's to do the same thing, to meet all these people on a personal level. Like I saw Logan and I'm like, I want to meet him on a personal level to kind of be a sponge and, and maybe be on his podcast or vice versa. Same with Gary V. Same with Snoop. And I'm going to let my content speak. I'm going to let my consistency and long game speak to the point where Gary V's maybe my clip of the podcast or whatever it is shows up on his page. And he's like, I like this guy. He's, he's winning because I noticed that with Gary V. He's always watching. He's always aware of those creators. I mean, you talk about the impersonator, the, 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 uh, I think the best one, which is the the bigger guy, um, I forgot his name, but he's a fucking goat imitating him. But did it right, you know? Did content got noticed? Hey, come to the VCon. You're gonna open the show with me. The other impersonator, let's go. You're gonna open the show with me. It's all by creating content and being true to yourself and yourself. playing the long game. And that's yeah, what I see. Playing, that, the, long I'm playing the long game. It's gonna happen man, at its let time. Let the universe work, man. Let it work. But you gotta stay knocking on doors. You gotta stay. You gotta consistent. stay. You gotta stay. It consistent. Consistent. Exactly. And, and the patient pig he talks about. And yeah, just let it work. Let it all flow. Yes, sir. Um so Jeremy, uh before we close this podcast, uh is there anything you want to tell, anything you want to say, message? Um well first of all, man, I wanna say I appreciate that we got to do this, dude. Hell for sure. Yeah. Like y'all are y'all are y'all are homies, and um, I'm excited to kind of follow along your journey and see Same. the trajectory and be a part of it and and support you guys. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, and I would just, I mean, I would just, who's ever listening or watching, just really do your best to challenge the stories that you're currently telling yourself. One of the biggest things that I was able to do that allowed me to get in a place where I'm at now is I started challenging the stories that I was operating and living by. For example, for most of my life, I never spoke up. I sat in the back of every single class. I didn't think my voice mattered. When I was a young kid, eight, nine, ten years old, every single time, you know, I got in trouble talking in class. Right, My dad would come home from work and he would make me write hundreds of sentences. I will not talk in class. I will not talk in class, right? So subconsciously, I told myself this story that my voice didn't matter. So middle school, high school, mm. college, bro, I literally didn't speak up for myself. Like if I wanted to talk to a girl, like, like, I, was, like I would have to be drunk to do that. Mm -hmm. Feel me? Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many people are operating from these stories like I was. 
from their childhood that isn't fucking true. You know, whether it's like your parents got divorced when you were younger, so you told yourself this story that, you know, you're the reason for their breakup or that all love or all marriages end in disappointment and failure or whatever that story is, challenge that fucking story. I think this medicine that we talked about today, microdosing, can be a very valuable tool to help rewrite some of those stories and become aware of some of the stories, right? So, you know, just remember that the most powerful thing this medicine does is it tells you that you're the actual medicine that you've been searching for. Mm. We're constantly searching for things outside of ourselves, whether it's, you know, social media validation, whether it's validation from other people, whether it's escaping ourselves with porn addiction or food or alcohol or drugs because we're lacking that love within ourselves. And once you're able to really tap into that and realize that everything you're searching for is actually within. I always talk about finding when you don't have meaningful purpose, you search, you, you search for pleasure and right. pleasures can go down a bad hole. Women, sex, porn, drugs, whatever, drugs, but yeah. meaningful purpose. And through this, I can already see that it brings you within answers more questions. And it's like, hopefully you find that meaningful purpose and maybe that's a tool to that. So cool. Facts. Cool. I like that. So purpose over pleasure over instant gratification. And yeah, just do something every single morning to fill up your own cup, to give yourself a little bit more love, whether that's going for a walk outside, whether it's doing a little stretch, whether it's listening to your favorite song, taking a cold shower, you know, Doing something to fuel yourself in a positive way, I think will just give you some momentum for the rest of the day. Hit me up on Instagram at Coach Jeremy305. Yes. Shoot sir. me a DM with the word mastermind and keep following these fucking legends. Thank you, bro. Let's go. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm so this glad that the universe brought us here yeah. and we were able to make this podcast happen without even planning on it. It was just let the universe do its thing, and it did. So appreciate you for, you know, doing this interview with us, this conversation. And, yeah, man, everybody stay true to yourself. I think that's the message. And stay curious, yes. man. There's uh, there's 68 million active crypto wallets right now. There's 7.7 .7 billion people in the world. They were talking about us being early. You talk to, when you talk about microdosing and that kind of stuff, all these tools can be tools to your lives. Um, stay curious. Stay curious. Stay Love curious. it. So we're going to wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Like, subscribe. Let's get it. Peace. Peace.